Ladies and gentlemen in Radio Land, you have now just entered 4th Street. My name is Kobe. I'm Charles, not Charlie. I'm Charlie, not Charles. Don't mix us up. And Smooth Austin. And we are the 4th Street Sportsmen, and this is the 4th Street Sports Show. And welcome to the 4th Street Sports Show, ladies and gentlemen. It is a special day. In fact, it is 222 two, 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 two. It's a lot of twos. Yeah. Lots of twos. We're usually throwing fours up, but today we're going to throw them twos up. You know what I mean? You know, you know okay. if we throw up two, we can we can combine them to get four. <laughs> that's true. That's it true. is excellent math. Quick Charles. math. <laughs> anyway, I'm Charlie. We got Charles in the studio and Austin. Kobe's going to buy some pizza, but he'll be back we real quick. We didn't get to do the thing, Charlie. No. Uh, I'm Charlie. Not Charles. And I'm Charles, not Charlie. There we it go. feels weird doing the other it way. It is weird. It's, yeah. it's weird. I'm not going to even finish it off because it's so weird. <laughs> Let's just hop into the show, guys. Anyways, yeah, we have a jam-packed uh, Eagle Eye inch, uh, coming up. It, it was just probably the busiest week of Southern Miss sports, and definitely this semester, uh, busiest week that I can remember since last semester. Yes. So we're going to hop into it with the biggest news in track and field, back-to-back like their Jordan 96-97. Had to throw in that uh, little lyric from Drake. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, your Su- Southern Miss women's track and field team have repeated as CUSA champions. Yes. And it was insane because we had Coach Stu on here yes. just a couple weeks ago talking about... And he uh, was just talking about just getting ready for the championships and what to look forward to. And, and here it is, yeah. champion uh, champions. We actually have a champion in the booth today. We, if you follow us, you know who it is, but we'll we'll keep the suspense for our radio listeners. Dun, 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 dun. But some highlights from that meet included Olivia, Olivia Vavzniak's first place finish in the 5,000 meters. She broke her PR, uh, or had a PR by nine seconds, and broke broke the school record by nine seconds. Uh, Marquesha Myers earned some key points with a bronze in the 60-meter hurdles and a PR for a silver in the triple jump. Trinity Benson got silver, and Kania Seals got bronze right behind her in the 60 meters, and the DMR team team broke the school record to earn silver, and Samilia Kobe, a part of that team, also got bronze in the 800 meter. And altogether, they aged, uh, edged Middle Tennessee with 101 to 91 points on nine trips to the podium for first place. And on the men's side, we'll talk about the men too, they finished seventh, uh, but had three athletes earning CUSA titles, some of those big names that we uh, kept seeing this whole season and last season. Corvell Todd repeated with a high jump title with the fourth best jump in the country this season. Kind of a no-brainer at this point. (laughs) Fred Mudani continued his stellar season. He pretty much broke his record, uh, the school record, every week. He uh, got first place in the shot put, and DJ Butler finally got that first in the 400 meter that he's been killing all season long and last season. So also shout out to Coach Stu, as we said, and because he got his second consecutive Coach of the Year award, which is a major accomplishment for this team. So congratulations, Southern Miss Women's Track and Field and Coach Stu for their accomplishments. Moving to baseball, because we got some big baseball news. Um, I'll pick it up because the Golden Eagles swept the North Alabama Lions in a three-game series this past weekend at P. Taylor Park. Over 4,000 fans each game. Uh, Southern Miss defeated North Alabama 8-1 to open their season. Etheridge started for the first game, earned the win, and Dustin Dickerson doubled twice in that game, driving in three runs. They continued their success on Saturday with a 7-3 victory and then a dominant 14-1 victory to close out the series. 
and that last game was kind of uh, the biggest performance from transfer pitcher Hurston Waldrip, who stole the show Sunday, fanning 11 batters through five innings on three hits and one run. An impressive line. Uh, we'll probably talk about it later in our debate section, but probably have the most impressive performance um, from the bullpen of that week. He was throwing 98 miles per hour on the fastball, which Coach Barry said yeah, he was the fastest uh, pitcher. He's never seen anything like yeah. it. Just throwing 98, that's crazy. So that's exciting yeah. because obviously there were some questions, not about the talent, but just how you fill in those shoes yes. uh, of Hunter Stanley and Walker Powell. So I, I would say this week was uh, – Shows that they still got guys yeah. who can fill in. Definitely. Uh, just going back to what you said about the attendance, too. Um, I saw this, and this was per uh, Patrick McGee. Um, mm-hmm. His name is WP, uh, WP uh, McGee on uh, Twitter. And um, I just want to quote him on this and give him props for uh, noting this. But Southern Miss ranked number 11th in the nation uh, in attendance this week with 14,000, um, specifically a 14,006 um fans coming out for the week so that was a huge accomplishment for them um and i think it's the second highest in the opening week for southern miss so um a huge attendance level there and they're playing south alabama at the moment Ooh, yeah so hey we got uh you know southern miss got to get their revenge back so we'll see how that goes but that's uh definitely something to uh, look into and uh going back to the pitching mound too uh tanner hall is starting tonight so that's something to look into also he had a, a big uh big time game in the regional for old miss um last last year so that's something to look out for, and um, I don't know uh, specifically how uh, we're going to do against some of the better competition on the pitching mound, but against North Alabama, we did look pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and will say that. If you're not listening to John Cox or if you're not at the Pete right now, thank you for tuning in to 4th Street Sports. Most definitely. But you're we'll, our loyal fan. We'll make sure to, yeah, we'll make sure to update you. Um, but turning on to softball, Austin, you want to take softball? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Um Going into softball, it was another productive week for them. Um, well, it was a better week than last week. Um, they actually had some pretty close matches. This was the uh, the gold. This was the gold eagle. Wait, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, they they uh, got the a gold, bunch of different names. Yeah, it I, it got me confused. Golden again. Eagle Invitational. Yeah, Golden Eagle Invitational. This I know week, last week was the Black and Gold Invitational. And this coming week is the Hub City Invitational. They're getting creative with their names. Yeah, they definitely are getting creative. Um, in this Invitational, they had Houston Baptist, I believe, Mississippi Valley State, and uh, ULM. Um, and they won four straight games, I believe, or, or four, four five. straight Four straight oh. games uh, after dropping the first game against Jacksonville State. So they lost, uh, which they had mm-hmm. won their doubleheader against Southern University yes. in the middle of the week and then came lost Jacksonville State and then just turned it on. Yeah, they did turn it on. They actually had some close games against Mississippi Valley State. I was a little nervous for a second there. I don't want to lie. Um, looking at it, the first game they played, that was on a Friday, um, and that was the opening night of baseball. They had a close one that, that Friday night against Mississippi Valley. They barely clustered out. It was 2-1. to one. Uh, Big shout-out to Jana Lee, uh, the freshman pitcher. Uh, she was on the, um, actually at bat, and she hit a double that uh, brought in uh, wow. the the pinch, uh, pinch runner, Scout Jennings, so the freshman-freshman connection right there. So that was pretty huge for them. Actually, um, also on the pitching mound, too, Morgan Leinstock, uh, she was a driving force behind a lot of team success with 20 strikeouts and 20 innings played, allowing 17 hits but only two runs. And that was a huge credit to the defense. Yeah. You know, you got some um, great outfielders back there, Destiny Brown um, and some other great outfielders also. So they did pretty good at the infield. Uh, Tata Davis, she's she's special at that shortstop position. So um, 
not the shortstop, the second base position, uh, her and Maria Smith, who is the uh, shortstop. But they get a little break um, until the tournament this week, this Friday at 4.30. So it's a lot going on. You had softball last week, baseball, basketball, spring football. So, hey, it's a lot. Yeah, they get that break because their game that was supposed to be today at Ole Miss got postponed. Yes, that is weather up in Oxford, I believe. What was what was the issue? What what? It was, was it weather, just, just rain. Yeah, I don't, okay. I, I don't know the weather in Oxford, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, the wind the wind here was getting crazy, so there might be something going on there. But that's been uh, rescheduled for March eighth. Time hasn't been determined, but obviously, big game against Ole Miss coming up. Yeah, for I was softball. gonna say. I Definitely. think that the instances when we play against. Um, other Mississippi schools are highly underrated. Mm-hmm. I think they should yes. be made a bigger deal. Yes. And we kind of started off with the positive news. Uh, let's get into some of the bad news, Charles. Uh, yeah. So wah, 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 wah. Uh, yeah. So bas- <laughs> hey, we need to get the effect going. Yeah. Go ahead, so, so. All right. So uh, men's basketball still a little bit on the struggle um, after uh, an unfortunate bit? loss. Let, let's not sugarcoat it, Charles. Uh, okay. I, let's I, not hey, a lot hey, of hey, it. Hey, now. Let's just I'm keep just, it real. Let's keep it one K, man. Okay, uh, our basketball team, uh, bad. <laughs> Simple as that. <laughs> so, um, uh, they played against uh, Marshall Thundering Herd mm-hmm. last night, and I was in attendance. Um, the final score was seventy-four to sixty, uh, but do not let that somewhat close score fool you. Uh, the first half was a disaster. It um, was. Uh, score at the half was 45-25, mm-hmm. and um, I mean Marshall just right out the gates were just on fire offensively, uh, and that we just uh, our guys were unable to uh, stop them, and um, they were they were able to improve uh, come second half. Uh, coach said that they didn't have any game plan changes between halves; they stuck with the exact same game plan. Uh, they just got outplayed, uh, as he was saying, and. Um, you know, uh, despite some valiant efforts from Isaiah Moore and Tyler Stevenson, who both had really good second halves, uh, like I said, uh, they went down 74 60. Um, so, uh, and uh, this is now their longest losing streak since suffering a nine game losing streak back in 2016 and that was back before any of us were even here yeah so. and i don't know i'm we're gonna have to dig on that um that's just what i found but i i need to go back further we need to go back further and see mm-hmm. you know have they ever had a 10 game losing streak i'm pretty sure yeah. they have but I, I don't think it's been for a, a, a while yeah definitely well we'll definitely look into that uh during the break yeah and if uh, we can clarify further just, on that just on basketball and we can speak on it later but i mean is it over for jay ladner right now that that might be i mean that's been the question the debate, yeah that's that's been the question coming up all season you know um how is he going to bounce back from those you know rough two seasons you know so I just got to ask the question, and, you know, I know a lot of fans on Twitter especially are upset, uh, and we'll just have to see what's going to happen right there. Yeah, eight-game losing streak last year, 10-game right now, and it doesn't get any easier. They're playing um, North Texas. Yeah, North Texas. North Texas, and then heading into the CUSA tournament coming up in a couple weeks, about a week or two from now. And and who is the projected opponent for that at this moment? Um, Right now, I think uh, it'll be between UTSA. Okay. UTSA right now. But we got some women basketball going on over on the women's side. Why don't you take that, Austin? On the women's side. Uh, they actually 
um, went to youth. Well, they were in Texas, guys. Uh, for this week, they were in Texas, splitting uh, splitting two, splitting one, going one and one. Let me not say that going one and one on the road. Uh, in Texas, they earned a sixty-six to fifty win against UTSA last Thursday with nineteen points, coming off of twenty-one turnovers, guys. Then they had a thriller in El Paso. Uh, but fell in overtime, eighty-six to seventy-nine. I believe uh, uh, Fess Hawkins he um actually ended up tying that game and sending it into overtime for the Lady Eagles. But it was not enough, uh, as they would fall um just due to, t- to some simple miscues. Uh, Don tried to bring her back. She hit a couple of big shots, but it wasn't enough. Um, and UTSA was able to get to the free throw line and hit some big shots and knock down some huge uh. Shots in the paint. Also, now Southern Miss now turns to a home matchup against North Texas this Thursday at 6 p.m. So they're just facing all the Texas teams right now in CUSA. Uh, this will be at 6 p.m. It's a huge matchup as North Texas sits right behind the Lady Eagles for the top spot in the West Division. Guys, as you know, North Texas, uh, they kind of moved up the scale. If they you did. Um, don't remember, North Texas was about sit- sitting around four or five. Early on this month, but and now UAB is four now. Yeah, UAB has bumped down. Uh, they actually uh, gave you know Southern. Well, they were they did give Southern Miss a run for their money, um, beating them in the first matchup at home. But also the Lady Eagles will be facing them, I believe, um, March in March second or, or something. It's coming up. Yeah, yeah it's in, it's it's happening in March. That'll be in um, Birmingham. With a loss, now, uh, with a loss, Southern Miss will drop to second, and with a win, they will push a game further ahead for the division title. With only three games remaining after that, it will be tough though. After North Texas, they face a ten and eleven Rice team, UAB again. Then the top dogs of the East um, in Charlotte, who's twelve and two. So that'll be yeah. something huge to see. Um, the, uh, the Lady Eagles have a huge road ahead of them, but uh, if we they can keep it up and down play solid, and, and Malia and all the other great role players step up like Rose and 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 um, Bracayla, we'll have to see. So it'll be interesting. So on golf side, we haven't gotten an update from women's golf, but yesterday at the Chufunk, the Invitational, they sat at third, so we will give an update as soon as we got that. And then for uh, tennis, Kobe, you want to take that? Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry for my tardiness. Um, Yes, men's tennis had a rough weekend as they fell 4-3 to Lamar Friday and then 4-1 to UAB on Sunday. But over on the women's side, they swept UTSA Saturday and then picked up a 4-1 win against Northwestern State in, in Natchitoches, Louisiana. In Louisiana, excuse me. They are now 6 and they are now 6 and 0. So, I mean, this has been all year long, but it looks like we're seeing a theme with women's sports versus men's sports. We were, we? Just, we were talking about this off air, Charlie, just you know how Women's sports is really killing it um, for Southern Miss right now on the campus. Yes. So thanks for listening to the Eagle Eye. We will be back with our special interview. You won't want to miss it. It's a CUSA track champion or two-time champion. Get it correct. Back back. to back. So we're going to listen to some California love, a staple of the 4th Street (laughs) Sports Show. This is 4th Street Sports on 88.5 WSM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And welcome back to the 4th Street Sports Show with Kobe, Charles, Charlie, and Smooth Offs. And today we have a special guest in the building today on 4th Street. She is a part of the back-to-back indoor CUSA championship team of track and field here at Southern Miss. 
Ladies and gentlemen, on 4th Street, we have Marquesha Myers. How you doing, Marquesha? Thanks for coming on, and we just got to know from you, how are you feeling after winning? It's like, we didn't expect to win, but I kind of knew that we can, you know, actually do it. Actually, I'm actually, like, very, very happy that we won. You know, since we're leaving Conference USA, we have to have, like, one more big win. We have to leave with a win. Yeah, had to put your stamp on it. Yes. Yeah. That, was, that was kind of a statement for y'all. Yes, like, you shouldn't be kicking us out, but it's okay. <laughs> and I, you just kind of mentioned that. Uh, I thought it was interesting reading Coach Stu's quote. He said, on paper, you know, uh, we faced impossible odds. Um, as reigning champions from last year, just at the beginning of the season, how much of a possibility did you see as uh, repeating was well, with the team that we have now, I was like, yeah, we can win this. Because, like, everyone was so positive. Everyone was actually working their butts off. Everyone was doing everything they needed to do. Like, we may have, like, fell short sometimes, but we came up when we needed to. And I was very, very excited. So I just felt it in my bones, like, we were going to win. Did it feel like it was a lot of pressure on y'all to uh, yeah. go into that, not only as the reigning champs, but to, like, try and go and, like, repeat again? Did you feel like it was a lot of pressure or anything like that? Well, for me, no. I just felt like I just took it as another meet and just came at like very calm, very collected, and I just did what I had to do. And I seen that everyone else did it too. So I think they did the same thing. I don't think they were pressured to do their best. I think they just went out and did their best. And for us, this season seemed like to fly by. Um, yes. It was just kind of a different <laughs> schedule. Can you just talk about the schedule this season and how it just all led so quickly to this event? Well, really, we had back-to-back meets, and it wasn't too bad. Like, we had um, two meets in Vanderbilt, had two meets in Birmingham, and had a conference. We really didn't need that many meets. So we just kept getting competition ready and just went to conference. And how did you come into this season, you know, off of such a, a high from last season, just kind of trying to prepare um, and trying to improve from what you did last season? Well, with this year, I was only able to compete in three meets. I was actually very nervous to go into conference because I have um, tendonitis in my knee. So I didn't even practice certain things for like almost a month. So I came into the meet actually kind of very scared and very precautious. And when did that tendonitis start? Um, I'll say after our second meet, it was just like really bad. And I was like, you know what, it's okay. This is just my way of just taking a break and getting things back together technically and then go back into it. So when you said like just taking a break and stuff like that, we just kind of just patching like the technical side and just the fundamentals more than anything or would you say that? Um, with hurdles, I would keep it the same because it wasn't hurting that bad. But mm. with jumping, I didn't do any jumping. I just mm. did rehab and then did hurdles, and that was that. Mm. So it was just raw talent out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how how are you feeling now with that whole situation? Um, I'm actually shocked because my knee wasn't hurting the whole time. I was just like, you know what? If it hurts, I gotta suck it up and just go jump. Like, it was just like matter. give it to y'all. Yeah. Yep. yeah, literally that was it. <laughs> and and with those injuries throughout the season, do you think that having these this big victory, do you think it meant more knowing that you had those struggles? Yes, very much so. Yes, it was. 
I'll say it was a blessing in disguise that I didn't have to keep her like pushing myself the way I needed to. And I'm glad that it didn't like make things worse. Like she make things better for literally everybody but myself. So And so you you are a COVID junior, so you've had experience in the indoor championships before. Mm-hmm. Um, how has your experience, you know, in those prior events kinda helped you uh for this one? Mm. I would say I was more mentally prepared than anything, but with the competition and everything, I already knew what I was setting myself up for because most of the girls that I competed with last year were still there. So, like, you know, I know what they're capable of. Like, let me just do a little bit better than them. Mm-hmm. I had to just push myself a little bit harder. And just with that whole situation, were you still kind of uh, facing some nerves, and how did you kind of calm that down if you were? Mm, I'm not even going to lie. I was so nervous. So... Um, with the jumps, I actually only had two legal jumps. Everything else was fouls. So I was just trying to just calm myself down and not overthink it. I always try to, like, walk around or, like, sing a song or something and just calm myself down and just go on the runway and do what I have to do. And with my teammate there, too, shout out to Ashley, she helps me calm down, too. We just talk about other things but the meet, and she really helped. And so you set a PR in those two events, uh, PRs and the championships. And, yes. you you know, with with everything you're just saying, uh, how did you feel when you saw that time? When I seen the time, I was like, whoa, I think I PR by 0.14 seconds. So I was like, no way I just ran that. Like, I had to really sit there and stare. And then I ran to Stu and gave him a hug. I was like... We actually like PR. We actually got got a medal. I've been wanting to get one since I got to Southern Miss, and I finally got one. And then with triple, I was so scared. When I was like, um, I was trying not to foul the whole time. And so when I did the last and final jump, I just walked away and then turned around. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I PR'd. Like, that's a major PR. I think indoor I only jumped 12.2 meters. I jumped 12.9. Wow. What feeling goes through your mind when you realize that you set a PR? Do you kind of like brush it to the side or, or is there some excitement in the moment or <laughs> like what goes through your mind in that moment? You ever seen LeBron like, you know, do his little step thing? Yeah. I think I pretty much did that. Like I was so excited. Like, like I didn't think I was so close to jumping 13 meters. And that was the final jump. So I was like, wow, like I don't have to do anything anymore. I'm, just, I'm good. I can just go walk off now. I can go get my medal. Like, I'm good to go. I, I didn't have to be nervous about anything. I was just just ready to go, get my medal. <laughs> so were you nervous, though, about uh, it kind of came down to the wire just like last year? Were you watching that final event that kind of decided it was the 4 by 4 on relay? Yes, but I felt like if we just stayed in the top five, we would have won. Mm-hmm. As long as um, Middle Tennessee didn't win, yeah, we were fine. But if they did when we would have got a tie. But, yeah, I was like, when we seen them run, I was like, yeah, we won. <laughs> like, there's no way. Speak, I don't know what happened with them, to be speaking honest. Speaking of, like, celebrations, like, you know, you said, like, LeBron do his little <laughs> signature, you know, pump up. What's your signature? Is it the walk-off? Cause... Um, I walked off, turned around, and I said, I just screamed. <laughs> I was like, there's no way. I'm not going to do it in here, though, but I just screamed. <laughs> and I went straight to my teammate and gave her a big old hug. Like, she was actually – the motivator, honestly, because mm-hmm. she jumped farther than me. I was like, oh, no, I'm sorry. No, I told her, I was like, Ashley, no. <laughs> <laughs> not happening. And my final jump did it. 
So has Ashley been kind of a motivator for you this whole <laughs> season or just for in college in general? Um, yes and no, because she's mostly a long jumper. So, like, I'll just help her with that. Like, I'll just go long jump from time to time. That's not really my thing. But with triple, when she jumped, I think, 12-7, I was um, in third with 12-6, and she knocked me down. So I was like, oh, my gosh, you jumped farther than me. <laughs> like, okay, I like this. I like this competition. And she just motivated me to just jump a little bit farther. Does that help y'all? Yeah. Does that competitive nature help y'all, like, make each other better? Yes, very much so. Each yes. other? Yeah. Like, we do it at practice, we do it at meets, we just talk trash. Like, you know how boys do that, so girls do it, too. Yeah. <laughs> girls do it, too. It's actually very funny. We've talked to Coach Gibson and Stu just about um, <laughs> seeing uh, all the runners, you know, practicing together. Mm -hmm. um, what can you talk about? Is there that sort of, you know, camaraderie that kind of helps you um, get along with each other but also, you know, get better on the, on the track? Mm, well... I don't really practice with them, but I do watch them practice. But I see that when they do practice together, they push each other, like, as hard as they can. They don't actually, like, push each other to where they hurt yourself and anything like that. But most of the time, they are, you know, chatting it up with each other, saying, like, oh, we got to run this, we got to run that, you know, to get better. Like, they will always give each other, like, critiques and everything like that. And they even help with technical work, too. So what do you think that made y'all's team so special for these last two years, if you could kind of just break it down to a couple of traits? Um, I would say our relationship together, our competitive spirit, of course, and really just our relationship with the coaches as well. If we didn't have a relationship with them, it wouldn't have been that great. Like, all of us together, we're, we goof around, like, everyone's a social butterfly we talk to throws we talk to distance we literally talk to everybody so we keep a close like relationship with each other and i think that helped with winning conference and what could you attribute to coach do and just what his staff has been able to do obviously big accomplishment for him being two-time uh back-to-back -back coach of the year mm -hmm. as well yeah i love sue love barnes love d love gibson you and i just met him um, <laughs> he um they are such a lovely staff they are literally awesome like they're very honest they're very real with you if you can't do something they're going to tell you if you can do something they're going to try to get you to that point like they're very inspirational and i'm very grateful to have all of them as a coach like i've worked with well i didn't work with gibson yet but i've worked with d worked with Stu and barnes like they are very inspirational who would, you, who would you say is the hardest on you? <laughs> Barnes. <laughs> coach Jamal Barnes. I hope you hear this. Yes, <laughs> he's my actual, like, coach for jumps and hurdles. Yeah. Like, he is always on me about anything. Like, it's okay. I don't how, mind it. How much uh, does that, you know, just being on you, just fuel you to be better in the, at the end of the day? Uh, since he's so realistic, I try to, like, reach up to his standards just a little bit. Like, I know I'm not the fastest, but I will be fast enough to do what I need to do. And I'm trying to get faster to where I can, you know, go nationals. Yeah. I'm trying, you know. Not indoor nationals, though. Those, those girls are fast. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but outdoor nationals, I really believe that I can make nationals. Like, it's going to be a stretch, but it's possible. And with his guidance, of course, make it work. 
And how do you transition from this victory, you know, going into outdoor season, trying to, you know, you want to celebrate, but then you kind of got to turn around for the outdoor season? Mm, Really, we all have to just keep the same mindset. We have to be hungry. We have to be, you know, have to humble ourselves because outdoor is no joke. Like, everything's completely different. We have to worry about the weather. Like, with hurdles, we have to go from 5 to 10. It's just completely different. So with all those intact, like, we have to just keep ourselves together and maybe we can actually win out there conference. We've been having a hard time, but it's possible. We, I think we can win it. And just reflecting on your time here at Southern Miss, uh, if you could look back at freshman you uh, to now, what ways have you changed uh, maybe your regiment or just personally that's helped you grow to now? I would say my mindset has changed a lot more. I was goofing off freshman year. I'm not even going to lie. I think everyone has. But um, I would say I'm more serious now about, you know, taking care of my body, making sure I'm recovering process, like it's everything it needs to be, and, you know, not goofing off. Like I'm more serious at practice now. I'm more focused. Like I used to goof off a lot. Our team was funny. So <laughs> we always just like, yeah. I would just always goof off. But now it's like I need to do this so I can get out of here and do what I have to do. And you kind of just, you know, going back to your older self, you see the benefits and, yes. and how it kind of pays off. Yes, yes. And could you also uh, cover uh, coming up to the outdoor season? The beginning of the season is a tough one, the Texas relays. Could you could you talk about that? <laughs> That's one of the most prestigious relays there is, kind of. So, so really, I'm just going to have to take that one as a regular meet. I know it's going to be an opener for a lot of us, but it's okay. We're going to just take it as a regular meet. And since we have more competition there, you know, we might have the SEC schools, ACC. Yeah. That doesn't matter. We all do the same thing. So we just have to just go out there, compete, and just do what we have to do. That's all we can do. Is that always the mindset going into a big meet like that? Yes, because the big names, you know, they're typically faster. But, you know, they might mess up one day. They might, you know, have an off day. Like, and then that might just be the day I just do better than them. It's just a name. You're mm-hmm. a person, I'm a person. We just go different schools. That's true. And talking about now, because we don't want to get too far ahead of <laughs> ourselves, but just what's the celebration been like for y'all? How is it celebrating this victory? <laughs> I can't say. <laughs> <laughs> no I like that. Keep it I plead the fist. I plead the fist. I can't say. <laughs> well, I hope y'all had a great time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for joining Marquesha. Uh we hope you have a good recovery and good preparation for next season and thank you, thank you. uh keep enjoying this victory for now. <laughs> thank you so much. And good luck on the season for outdoor. Definitely thank good you. luck on the season. You will see more medals. Oh, we got a promise. Let's go. <laughs> also, I like to make a statement. Uh Marquesha made a second team all conference also. Flowers early, flowers early, flowers early, flowers. So, but um, thank, thank you, uh, thank you once again, uh, no ladies problem. and gen- l- ladies and gentlemen. That was Marquesha Myers. When we come back from the break, we will get into a quick debate, and then of course we will be getting into our flower section. So this is the Four Street Sports Show. Stick around. It's Shan- that song had Nate Dog on it. <laughs> that's a classic Charles said he, you've never heard that Charles that's regulate nah he's never he's never heard it so um yeah um 
once again, thanks to Mark Myers for stopping in um, to Fourth Street with us today. Um, now we move on to our debate section. Current, well, actually, currently right now, South Alabama is leading Southern Miss two to zero in the top of the third inning with two outs, and they have runners in scoring position, second and uh, one on second and third. Um, but yeah, uh, I did, I wanted to be here. I'm, I'm sorry again. Sorry I'm late. Time conflicting schedules with me and everything. But I kind of wanted to talk about base. I kind of wanted to talk about baseball real quick though too. Wait, did you actually, Charlie? Did you have a question for the uh, the base section? Uh, we were just gonna uh, talk about their performance this weekend. I know you're at the, uh, the last game. Or you were at the first two games. Yeah, I was at the first, first two. two games, so you saw majority of it. But That's also, right. we can just start on South Alabama. Uh, Charles and I have a thing with South Alabama. Uh, it's one of the f- actually <laughs> that just explains it all right out of, there. Out of the Sun Belt teams, ah. this was before all the Sun Belt stuff happened. We were researching. Uh, Southern Miss has the worst. Their out of the Sun Belt teams, their worst performance is against South Alabama teams. I think it's wow. like. Uh, under under a 41 percentage and for baseball they are currently on a five game losing streak against south alabama and it kind of i mean top of the third so we got you know just two nothing is nothing but uh actually south al just scored again um on a uh era looks like um about a shortstop um so now i think it's three oh is that is that three in the one inning i believe so, uh yes yes they've scored all in the third inning oh snap so yeah. once you get hot in baseball it's difficult to cool yeah, a team it's down. two outs though yeah it's two, yeah, yeah, two outs but then again momentum always Dustin, switches in oh, sorry, Dustin Dickerson threw a um a skipper almost type uh, ball and it skipped and hit the hands of Sergeant mm. um and he was not able to field it so now it's three zero South Al that's one thing I actually wanted to kind of talk about with the baseball team uh too. Uh, I was again. I was at the first two games. I wasn't at the third when Dima had that one covered. Um, and it's despite um, despite them having a great weekend. That second game surprised me because they had four errors in one inning that caused yes. two runs. And I was like, and they, were, they were lucky to to have just you know four errors and only mm-hmm. get two runs out of that. That yeah. that's. That's crazy. Yeah, because I, I looked at it, too, and it was, like, errors that could have easily been avoided. And it could have been an even big – it, it could have looked more like Sunday went the 14-1 than, than what it actually was. I think it was – again, it was uh, – excuse me. It was, like, 8-2, to two, I believe. The no, 7-3. 7-3. 7-3. Excuse me, my bad. Yeah, 7-3. 7-3 is for Christoph Porzingis' height. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but... Yeah, um, been playing like it lately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, but that was the one... That was one of the triggering things about... Uh, well, not triggering, but one of the biggest problems that I did see from, from them were those errors. Also, later in the lineup was hitting, too. Slade... Mm-hmm. Slade Wilkes, he had a big game Sunday, but he did struggle in them first two games. But I'm glad to see that he did have a big game on Sunday. Also, um, pitching was really good. Pitching was really good too. Um, Hurst and Walzer. Hurst, yeah, yeah. oh bro. Hurst. He's if anything, best. if I would have voted this week, he would have been my fourth street player of the week. Because I think to have the performance that he had Sunday in in five innings, eleven strikeouts in five innings is not an easy feat to do. And the fact that he was able to do that and have a really great performance and then the offense backing him up and making things really easy for him really was great. Also, Ben Etheridge, 
he had a good he had a good game as well. Six yeah. strikeouts. He had seventy nine pitches. So he coach did pull him early, but I think that he did have he had a good one too as well. And then of course Riggins was really was good as well. Yeah. And um, a lot but, of the guys didn't pitch more than seven innings, I believe. Yeah. Just keeping them fresh. Yeah, for, just for keeping them fresh. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, because yeah. um, yeah, because around the sixth, seventh inning, we saw we started seeing relief pitches. Yeah, I think Hurston um got out in the five and one innings. Yeah, Ben was six innings. Yeah, and I forgot what Riggins was off Rig- the top of my head. But Riggins, I think he was he had to either be fifth or sixth because I think that was because <clears throat> Riggins pitched day two and that was the and of course he got out the inning um. Where they had caused the errors, but yeah, I, I like I, what I like. I like the pitching from them. Of course, the lineup is gonna be Dickerson and Gabe. They doing their thing. Um, of course, Carson Paytow. He was a standout to me, and that was at some point where he might have snuck into the lineup until Slade Wilkes had that game on Sunday. But yeah, it was. I'm like. That was really my impression of them. I know this is supposed to be the base section, but that was really my impression of them going into it right now. I know they're kind of struggling against South Alabama. That's kind of been the team that that's been their kryptonite and yeah. they get over yeah. and, and that and that they haven't been able to get over. But again, it's still early. It's the bottom of the third, uh, no outs, and um, it's three zero. But yeah, yeah that, uh, that was my assessment. Tanner Hall, he got out of the um, the top of the third yeah. on the strikeout. Oh, not to giving up. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Was it? Did they give up three uh, runs in that one inning? Right. Yeah, now? in that one inning. Uh, currently, they. Ha- I don't know if they gave up three errors in that one inning, but they do have three errors currently in okay. that game. But yeah, they did. They gave yeah. up three runs. Those three runs in the top of the third. Yeah, top of the third. So uh, how got out of that, that that inning on the strikeout right there? The one yeah. thing I do have to say, uh, another thing I got to say about the pitching. Every time that the pitchers got in the jam, like where bases were loaded and runners were on base, they were a- he they were able to pitch out of it. Whether it was um, Riggins or whether it was Drew Boyd and uh, Tanner Hall closing that g- second game out, but I think that um, right now I'm liking what I'm seeing from the bullpen pitching has been good. Even though Tanner Hall kind of struggling, kind of struggling right now, I liked what I seen from pitching. And personally, I just think hits got to keep going though, because yeah. they had any they went like four innings in, yes. in game one and game two where they had no runs. But, I mean, kind of the start of the last season also, you kind of saw the slow start. So, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just them getting yeah. acquainted to the season, but they did have a slow start. Right. And uh, that was one of the biggest questions coming in, were the batters going to get out to a high start? Mm-hmm. And um, we'll just have to see. I do think somebody that uh, played well to me was Sargent. Yeah, Sarge uh, had a really great He game, had a bro. you know a good weekend to me. Yeah. I like the way that he was batting. And just the way he plays on base yeah. too, he, he was a big player for them last year. Yes, yeah. I did want to clarify. I, I accidentally said um, Waldrop was a transfer. I was thinking of Riggins. Yeah, Riggins <laughs> from Delta State. That, yeah. yeah. Oh, quick thing, and this was a, I've always thought this was an int- this was an interesting question that they asked. He actually this Riggins pitched against North Alabama twice because he came from a Division two school, mm. and this weekend uh, he he pitched against them again. And he, he found that experience actually funny and everything too. But that was that was an interesting fact. But I actually like where this baseball team is going. Um, of course, again they're they're losing right now three zero. But I think that this team is actually going to really be good though this year. From my assessment, this is only three games. So. Yeah, this is only three, games, only three games, and they did play North, North Alabama, Alabama against so, a team yeah. that only won seven games this, last this, year. Yeah, so I don't want to get too hype on the train. Yeah, yeah this yeah, was so. their fir- this was their first ever meeting, I believe it was too. Um, in baseball, so yeah. So stay tuned with the student prints uh, 
for coverage. We'll have that tonight. Yeah. And it's idea. it's Dima there, right? Dima, we got Dima and there. we have a package out tonight too. So yes, yeah. we got Check Ansley and Z. Yeah, right? Z, yeah, yeah. So keep keep tuning for student prints, and let's go ahead and move to our flowers, right? Yeah. Are we forgetting something else? Can we just discuss it for one second? Okay, okay. I just second. I just want to know because rewind I, the tape, rewind the oh, tape. <laughs> I just want to know. Is Jay Ladner out right now, guys? I mean, after this, ten straight games, I I'm like we can talk about it, but if we just go back to our episode where we talked about it with Trevor, we said there's got to be improvement. Yeah. And is this improvement? Obviously no. So I think and that's I, the answer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll and, take it. And I said that quick, the quick. If anything, if he wanted to like at least cool that seat off, he had to have a good record in the CUSA. And it's not been going good so far. They on a ten game losing streak right now. Yeah, that's so that, that's not that's not not good. That's 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 he that's, that's he not hot on a low bar. That's, that's he not even hot anymore. I think it's burnt at this point. And you know, <laughs> I, I respect Coach Wagner. I respect <laughs> respect the staff. That there's been some I think just issues with the team too. Just yeah. things going on, injuries. Uh, we had the flu, the COVID, and just uh, obviously suspension. I mean, it's only yeah. so many excuses. That yeah, you can it, make, it's though. excuses. Because it just doesn't look like this is working no. out. That's yeah, what I'm getting like, to. Yeah. Like, could he produce a winning team? Maybe, Maybe. but it's been three years. Uh, it's not happened yet. So, yeah, how so many years are left on his contract? Do we know? I don't know about his contract, about his contract, but because I, I can see them like maybe playing out the rest of his contract and letting him go. At the, well, very, at the at the very we will know. see we will oh, see yeah time will tell that's time will tell yeah, that's something that we have to look into yeah but yeah um, I forgot that I think uh, I saw something about like twenty five thousand for a buyout I don't know how mm. specific that is but I saw yeah. something about that but I don't know yeah. probably be more <laughs> yeah all right so now we can move on to our flowers yes, sir. hit yeah. it Logan ladies and gentlemen. It's that time of the show. We could say we're now giving flowers. Thank, yeah. <laughs> thank you, Logan. Uh, this is our flower sec- section where we give our flowers, we give our praise to all the Southern Miss athletes, whether current or former, who have received honors during the week, like Player of the Week or anything. But first, of course, we got to give our flowers to the Southern Miss women's track and field team again for capturing their second CUSA conf- a championship in program history and doing it back-to-back. Here's looking for a third one next season, 3 P. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, I don't want that 3 P. Uh, for- <laughs> Wait, that sounds like discouraging. Don't say no, that, bro. No, I, I mean, hey, I meant to wait. No, I meant hey, to say. Oh, for the team, the other yeah, team. Yeah, I'm like, okay, they don't, okay, like, okay, okay, hey, don't want to see that. Yeah. Oh, this is my bad, man. Bad company. I've been listening. I ain't going to lie. Come I, on now. I ain't going to lie. I've been listening to too much Drake, though, from <laughs> that time. But anyway, that's, that's not the point. Flowers to the Southern Miss baseball fans for landing at number 11 in the country for the most attendance over the weekend with 14,006 total fans. Shout out to the Buzzardry Podcast for that info. That's a bad. That's a very that's a very interesting. Let's break the record next week. Let's go. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, when Ole Miss Alabama come, that record is getting broken. Just letting you know. Anyway, flowers to our co. Fourth Street player of players of the week in Corville Todd and Hurston Waldrip. Shout out to them. 194 votes. Thanks to everybody yes. that voted. I That's it was interesting. A, wasn't it a three-way tie? No, it was, it was two. two. It was a two. 30, 30, it was tied at 33 and 33. Me and 
me, Char- me and Charlie looked at it and we were in shock. Oh, I was like, confused. What, what are the odds with that? Would've. I mean, just one more vote would have yeah. set that apart. Yeah, it would have so. set, set it apart. Should we have like a battle? A race? No. Would it be a race? How no, would, yeah, be that wouldn't be fair. No. What? Oh, I also have to um, say congratulations to Patrick Sertain Sr., who just landed a job with the uh, Miami Dolphins. He is the let me pull I think it up. assistant, right? Defensive yes, assistant. he is. Yeah, he's joining their uh, coaching staff with Sam Madison. Uh, he is a de- de- defensive assistant uh, where he played for the first seven years of his career, made his three Pro Bowls and two All Pro teams. And this comes after days um, of Miami adding Sam Madison to their staff, who was um, his teammate at that time. So shout out to Patrick Sertain Sr. for landing that gig in Miami. Um, Big best. Congratulations, yeah, Coach. Let's hope he doesn't get paid to lose games. <laughs> I'm just let that. We just gonna let that one slide. <laughs> that's nothing against certain. That's against. Oh the no, Dolphins. no, no. We 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 know that's not against certain. We know <laughs> yeah. that's against the Dolphins. But yeah, so um, I think that <laughs> I, 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 I think that's I think that's all the flower unless I'm missing something. That I think that's I think good. We just, we had a lot um flowers. Oh wait obviously. a minute. Austin mentioned it earlier. Our our guest Marquesha. Oh Martin. yeah, oh yes. yeah, 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 yeah. You you want to repeat it oh, for the listeners? Oh my bad, my bad for the. Li- I thought you was gonna say it. <laughs> oh shout do out it, to Marquesha Myers who's still here in the studio, um, who actually um, received honors today for second team All Conference in Conference USA. So big out, big shout out to her as she can hear this right now. Um, so you know, keep going, ladies, keep going, uh, men too, Corville and DJ Ben. Crushing it for the men's side, so uh, Southern Miss Track is doing yeah. special things. And shout out to Coach Stu and uh, Coach Gibson, who we previously had on the show too. Yeah, and then flowers, Stu. flowers and to Morgan Lionstock on softball. Obviously, yeah. we talked mm. the defense had a good role in that, but it was very defensive games, close games, and that pitch in twenty innings played. You know, she's gonna, yes. she's their go-to, yes, uh, girl. So yes. Yeah. Flowers to her. She was in the Player of the Week award, right behind mm-hmm. uh, our co-players of the week. And, it was and a yeah, tight one this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, I know, I know this one is super innocuous, but I do want to give flowers to the track team for having both of their guests on this show stay for the entirety of it their show. It is shows. crazy how some things work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but there have been no other guests that have stayed for the entire show except for two, and both of them were from the track team. Was it Lena that stayed? Yep. Yeah. Show? Yeah. It was Lena. Lena actually had a six. Or seventh place finish in uh uh-huh. yeah. in championship event. So yeah, that was to her too. Yeah. So I think that's I think that's all the flowers we have for this week though. Unless I'm missing something. Let me no, know. Flowers to us. I mean yeah, we could go. Ahead. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> so but anyway, thank you guys for joining us today on the Fourth Street Sports Show. Um as this was a jam-packed show today, even though I kind of was late. Once again, my apologies for that. But thank you for joining us today. Um, once again, follow us on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of, all that jazz. Of course, WUSM 88.5, where you can listen to Facebook Live. Hopefully, we don't get blocked next week <laughs> because of music, because that, that seems to be a trend that's, every that's week. That's my bad, y'all. <laughs> that seems to be a trend every week but uh yeah definitely check out facebook live check check out instagram live sometimes too because we may go live whenever facebook is down or whenever we so might have to switch to ig yeah we <laughs> yeah we might we might have to or twitch Twi- 
Twitch? Okay. I never really thought about that. Twitch, but uh, okay. our moms don't know about that. Yeah. Twitch, so Twitch, <laughs> Twitch is this website. What is that, Twitch, no, baby? Yeah. <laughs> Twitch. Um, also, what, what's a Twitch? Also, <laughs> for the peak, also, if you're just tuning in now and you missed the show today, of course, you can. The podcast will be put on all podcasting streaming platforms and everything, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all podcast streaming platforms. What about Anchor? Yes. Anchor, yeah, Anchor as well. Anchor, they will be on Anchor as well. If nice. You to it, so. <laughs> So yeah, so thank you, thank y'all for joining. Oh us. wait, wait, um, wait, wait, wait! I wanted to announce. Uh, I accidentally lied to y'all last week. We had to postpone my first episode of my sports podcast last right, week due right. to some conflict with some of our guests. But we will be having for real this time the first episode of the Hub City Sports Feature Podcast right here on WUSM. Once again, we're gonna be having PCS's soccer coaches on as guests highlight their their program so um big shout out to those guys big shout out to the players and coaches and for pcs for letting me work with them but seriously check us out sunday at 5 p.m and then the week after that we're gonna have usm's fight club on mm. so very Sounds interesting yeah, yeah. so any, check it out any other announcements before we before we call out the show nah, we're good that was a sponsored ad all right <laughs> <laughs> well th- again thank you all for joining us again today i have been kobe charles not charlie charlie not charles and smooth us. And this has been the, and we are the Four Street Sportsmen, and this has been the Four Street Sports Show. And thank y'all for listening. Peace and love. Y'all have a good night. Four Street Sports. Three, two, one. Thanks for listening to the Four Street Sports Show. Tune in next week, Tuesday, 5 p.m.